Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Folks, I'm going to finish this week's message out by jumping to chapter 4 of James. And then next week, you're going to have a special guest. I have one of the representatives that's going to come uh, from the House of Representatives, and he's actually going to share some songs that he's written, and so that's going to be kind of fun. I think maybe Monday and Tuesday or Monday, one of the two days or both those days. So I'm excited about that. But uh, to finish this week out, I want to speak out of James 4, which is titled Submit Yourselves to God. Our Heavenly Father, we want to submit ourselves to you. We want your will to be done. We want you to lead us, to guide us, to open up great doors for us. You are the King. We are your people. And we want to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I thank the Lord for the opportunity to share with you today. I thank the Lord that you are people that are listening to Christian radio. I thank the Lord for KBXL 941 and and what they do for our community. And if you know the hearts of these people here, you know they care deeply for you. Verse Chapter 4, verse 1 of James. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? <laughs> He asked that question. Is that true? Yes, it comes from the things that we fight inside our bodies, inside our minds. We start thinking about things. We think it's my way or the highway. We think that we have the connection and the right answers to everything. And so we have all these battles going on. We have all these anger situations because we don't like the way somebody else does something. It's time to get over that. It's time to move forward from that. He says, don't they come from your desires, a battle within you? He says, you want something, but you don't get it. You kill and you covet, but you cannot have what you want. You This one hits everybody. You quarrel and fight. Do you not have? Because you do not ask God. He is very straight. James is so straight in the whole book of James. But here he just says, you don't have because you don't ask God. You want to be blessed. You want the hand of God on your life. You want favor. But you don't ask God. You just expect it to fall in your lap. Well, pastor, I go to church, you know, several times a month. and I I pay my tithe. I do all these things. And I don't know why I'm not getting these things, why this isn't happening. Because you don't ask God. When you ask, you do not receive it. Why don't you receive it? Listen to this. Because you ask with the wrong motives. You may spend what you get on your pleasures. Boy, is that the case. I've watched it. Over and over again, people don't honor God with what he's given them. People absolutely do not honor God with what he gives them. They want to see the floodgates of heaven open. Start honoring God with what he's given you. Start blessing others as he has blessed you instead of wanting, wanting, wanting all the time. How about giving, 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 and allow the Spirit of God to touch others' lives because you say yes to God? When you ask, you do not receive. Yes, because you asked with the wrong motives. He says that he really gets he really gets harsh here with the people. He says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship of the world is hatred toward God? You know, you get so caught up with the worldly ways, the worldly things. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. You can't serve both, folks. You can't serve the world and serve God both. You're in one corner or the other. Some of you want to be on both sides. Some of you want the best of both worlds. I don't want people to think I'm too Christian. I'd rather have people think I'm too Christian than not Christian at all. I'd rather have a living testimony than no testimony at all. I want people to know that Jesus Christ is first and foremost in my life, and I'm going to honor him in everything I do. 
Then he says, verse 5, Or do you think Scripture says, without reason, that the Spirit is caused to live in us, envies intensely? But he gives us more grace. That's what Scripture says. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to those who seek him, grace to those, unmerited favor to those that will just bow down before him and say, Lord, I just want to honor you. That's what we should be praying in the morning. We get up in the morning. Lord, use me today. That's what I prayed early this morning. God, use me today. I said, Lord, use me at the state house this morning. I went down to the state. Lord, use me. Help me. Help people not to see me, but to see you. May I live for you. He goes on to say in verse 7, submit yourselves unto God. Submit yourselves unto God. People, that's what some people are not doing. They're not submitting themselves to God. Then he says in the same line, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when you resist him, when you go against those desires that are pulling you to the worldly things, you resist him. It says he will leave you. He will flee from you. People, we need the devil to flee from us. We need the enemy to flee from us. We need the power of God in our midst. Then he says, come near to God and he will come near to you. People of God, understand this one thing. Verse 8, come near to God and he will come near to you. What are you doing to come near to God? Are you worshiping him? Are you praising him? Are you being faithful in the house of God? Are you opening the word of God? Do you spend time in prayer? Are you living Jesus? Or are you just saying, well, I'm getting enough on the radio. And now I, I watch online and that's plenty. People of God, get with it. He wants to use you and me. We've got a world that's lost and dying and going the wrong direction. He needs us to stand up for him. He says this. He gets, I love his terminology. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Double-minded because they want to live in both ways. They want to live in the world and for Jesus. It doesn't work that way. Read Revelation 3. You'll find that out. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning, your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourselves. You know, he doesn't need people filled with pride. Oh, look at me. I'm a, I'm a great Christian. I do all these things. You know, we tell stories about things we do. But are we in the right spirit? Are we trying to help people? Are we trying to brag on ourselves? You know, it's hard. When you're a pastor, you get up there and you tell stories and you say, well, you know, I get up and pray in the morning and I do this. It's not a brag. It's just what I try to do to try to help myself. I struggle like everybody else with attitudes and situations. You know, I struggle with people that falsely accuse you of something. You struggle with that. I struggle with that. It's a terrible thing. But when it says, when you judge the law, you are keeping it, but sitting in on the judgment seat. Let's stop judging. Let's not be so concerned at how everybody is, what they're doing, but concerned about praying for them to lift them up. We need our churches to be on fire. I mean, literally on the Holy Spirit's fire that is moving us to do things we've never done before. That's why I think when we get come together as a, as a city, that we come together in like May 6th and at 6 o'clock in the evening at the State House, we come together and pray together and lift up the name of Jesus. We take seriously the call to change our state and to change our world. Then he says the last verse, last part of verse 12, but you, who are you to judge your neighbor? He didn't call us to judge. He called us to encourage, to help, to straighten people out, to let them know that we care for them, that we love them, 
that we're not the judge. We don't know where they're going to be with the Lord. We might be surprised. We get to heaven, we say, what are you doing here? Of course, they might say to you, what are you doing here? You know, we might have that going on all around. I had a friend of mine who, and I've shared the story of this, Pat, that was in a coma and had a heaven visit, and, and she tells the story. And one of the things, she, she talked about the angels, talked about what she saw, but one of the things she that she saw was her father, and, and he was much younger, and he, he, and he yelled out hi to her, and he looked at her. She looked at him and said, Dad, what are you doing here? Because she said, I didn't know Dad ever accepted Jesus or anything. You see, we don't know. We don't know when someone says, I believe. We think of the thief on the cross who lived a horribly sinful life his whole life. And then that day on the cross, he looked at Jesus. He said, Jesus, remember me. And he said, today, you'll be with me in paradise. Today. He didn't say you're going to have a long wait in the grave. He didn't say, you know, go sit for 3,000 years, then I'll see you. Today, you will be with me in paradise. People of God, let's love people. Let's encourage people. And if you're out there today and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have not made a commitment to him, I pray you would say today, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and come into my life. May today be a new start for me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer and you believe it, you're saved. You're heaven bound. You're like the thief on a cross. You will be in paradise. You will be in heaven someday because you believe. And now it's time to take action. It's time to go the second mile. In fact, if you made a decision like that, and you want to let me know, I've got a book that was that's really good. I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but it's 31 Days. It's a it's a nice book that was written by a pastor in in Chicago that I got a bunch of extra on, and it's great for people that just are really starting out or wanting to learn and disciple and, and grow in the things of God, and I'd be glad to give you one because I just, until they run out, but they're, they're, they're just very helpful. There's a lot of things out there that are helpful. Then I tell you to start reading the book of John. Start reading John. Find out about Jesus' life and about Jesus' death and about everything in the in between. You know, and I, that's a, sometimes people, they gave a Christian, they start reading Genesis at first, and it really confuses them because it just goes into genealogy and at the beginning of time. I'd say read the book of John. And the book of James is a great book, the one I've been sharing with you this week. Read James, First and Second Peter. Romans is a great book to read. Read the book of Romans. You know, the, the whole Bible is great to read. But I, new Christians, I want you to uh, move in your faith in, a, in Bible verses that will really help you. But God, he wants people to get saved. You need to be baptized. Hey, I have a baptism at my church. If you've given your life to Jesus, you want to be baptized, man, we'd baptize you because we want people to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And get involved in a good Bible-believing church somewhere in your neighborhood. I always say some in your neighborhood because that way you can be more involved. You don't have to travel so far. And we have great churches all along. Treasure Valley. If you're in a certain area, you don't know of a good church, I probably know of one. All you have to do is contact me and I'll try to plug you in. I can't guarantee how people treat you. I hope they'll love you. I believe our church is very loving and accepting and uh, we want every church to be that way. But you know, go three times, at least in a row before you make a decision. Sometimes people go one Sunday and it was an off Sunday. One time I went to a church that had a Bible school in the middle of summer and it was, it was different. But uh, And so I was in California visiting. And so 
you know, we thought, oh, isn't that interesting? So it was different from normal. If you're a guest going on a time like that, nobody said anything to us. You'd think, man, would I come back? But you got to give people a chance. I think that's one of the things that happens in churches. People go, they hop one church to another and try this church for one Sunday, next Sunday. Go three weeks. I'm telling you, go three weeks to a church. If you're looking for a church, go three weeks in a row and answer, ask questions, meet with the staff, look at their children, youth programs or senior adult programs, whatever it is, and, you know, chase it out. Hey, folks, God has some great things for you. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.